And we're joined now by John Machota from The Athletic. John, the the deal is finally done, and Dak gets the deal, and he gets a heck of a deal. What took so long for this thing to finally come to fruition? You know, despite whatever the Cowboys will say, I think it ultimately comes down to the fact that they probably didn't feel like Dak was on the same level as, you know, the Patrick Mahomeses and like Aaron Rodgers and those very top upper echelon guys that, and they probably thought they would be able to get him for a little bit cheaper than they did. And then as the, really the last year has gone by, I think that they started realizing more and more, there's not going to be any, him taking any cheaper deal. Like this is the going rate. If you have a top 10 franchise quarterback, like they believe they do, um, which clearly has shown in offers that they've offered him before. It's not like they don't believe in him. I just I don't think that they wanted to necessarily pay him at the level where they did. I think it just got to the point where they're like, well, we have to do this because we're so much better off with him than we would be better off if we sat there and let him let him go after next season and then got into the mix of where all these other teams are where you're just constantly looking for a quarterback, and that can be a cycle that lasts for years, possibly decades, possibly multiple decades. And so – I think it just came to a point where they realized, you know, we're not we're not coming anywhere close to, to winning playoff games or even getting to the playoffs without him. We have to get this deal done. Let's 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 do what we have to do. John, despite the fact that he hasn't taken a snap since the injury, the Cowboys clearly believe that uh, he's going to be okay. It certainly seems that way. Um, you know, I, I I don't know that that they've gotten any insurance, but. Um, you know, I've heard that there are insurance policies on big deals like this for players coming off of injuries and things like that that can protect the team uh, in those situations. But for the most part, I find it very hard to believe that if there was any serious concern that they would have given him a contract extension to this level. Um, it just it wouldn't make it wouldn't make a lot of sense. And and he's a guy that he works out in their practice facility. He's around all the time. You know. Uh, working out with their training staff, and that's not like he's off on his own, you know, working with his own guys and staying away from the team. Um, so they're they're very aware of where he's at in, in the rehab process and everything I've heard. He, he remains on track, and that you know he should be uh, a full participant uh, by the time they get to training camp, and and certainly be ready to go by week one. Talking with John Machota of the Athletic, John, I was intrigued by the no tag provision that Dak was able to get worked into that deal. Is that something that you think more players will try to you know get going forward? I, I, I think so. I mean, now I will say I, you can certainly make the argument that the tag worked out just fine for Dak Prescott. Um, you know, you got to be willing to bet on yourself a little bit, but he, he, he played under the tag. And when I say that, let me, let me specify at the quarterback position. And that's because it's really supply and demand and there just aren't, aren't enough good quarterbacks out there. So if you're a good quarterback, it can work for you. Uh, as Kirk Cousins has said before, it certainly worked for Kirk Cousins financially. So uh, I just think it's interesting that Dak did the tag and got injured five games in, and it had no bearing on, on the money that he got. He was that's the same contract that he would have gotten if he had played the whole season, you know. So uh, it really didn't. And it, you know, that's the worry that that's why you sign a franchise tag because you want that guaranteed money. And and or, or well, actually, the reason why you don't want to sign it is because you want a long term deal. So if you do get hurt, it's not just a one year deal. Well, he showed you can get hurt and you'll still get your money. And so um, that that's obviously to his benefit, but. You know, I had heard that he had asked for that before, uh, the the very last time that they came together. So that would have been last July 15th, uh, right before the tag was officially placed on him for last season. I had heard that that's one of the things that he was looking for, and it, it didn't sound like the Cowboys were very interested in it. So it doesn't surprise me when they came back to the, the table this past weekend and then on Monday that that had to be a part of it. And so, uh, 
you know, here we are. He can't be. He, he's got a no trade clause, and uh, and you can't put the franchise tag on him again. So now that this deal is done, how does how does this impact how Dallas approaches free agency in the draft? Well, they, they certainly have more more space, or they will have more space to operate in free agency. Now, with that being said, I still, I mean, like again, I should speak louder than words. Like the track record of this team since 2013 has shown you, but basically since that Brandon Carr deal. That they're not going to be investing significantly in any, in any pieces in, in free agency, but they can add some pieces. They can add some things that at least you know fill some holes, so that you're not going into the draft strictly having to draft two or three different positions because you just don't have anybody there. They'll be able to fill it with some veterans. Uh, one particular position that interests me the most going into free agency will be edge rusher, and, and why I say that is because they've shown a pattern over these last two years that they would like an, a veteran edge rusher opposite of DeMarcus Lawrence. They did it two years ago when they traded for Robert Quinn at this time of year, and then they did it again, and then later on in the season when they added and, and traded for Michael Bennett that year. And then this past season, they did it when they went out and signed, um, who was it during the season? They signed Everson Griffin, and they signed Alden Smith. So now those aren't the big breaks the bank. Like They're not going to go get Yannick Nagankwe, but – I'm very intrigued to see what they try and pull off there because as of right now, I think they feel pretty comfortable to Marcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory as their starting defensive ends. But I, I really think that they're going to want a, a third guy in that rotation. And I think that's an interesting spot to keep an eye on in free agency. Uh, defensive end and defensive tackle, they certainly can get better at those two, two positions. And, and there should be enough depth there in free agency where, like, again, I said, like, don't look at, like, when you see these lists that, that different websites have of the top 100 top free agents, like, you can go ahead and just remove like that top 20. Like those won't be the guys the Cowboys are going after, but maybe they find some bargains uh, here and there. And, and that's how they'll fill it in. You, you mentioned free agency and, and the draft coming up. What does the draft board look like for the Cowboys in that war room? What position is at the top? Is it a, is it a, uh, is it a rush in? Is it, is it a, is it a DB? It, it probably I would think is on the defensive side of the football, but what, what do you think that board looks like uh, today? You know what, to be honest with you, today they probably had to pull off some quarterback names there because, I mean, in all honesty, if Dak goes underneath the, under that tag and they don't get this deal done, they go into that draft, they have to serious, they have to seriously consider quarterback at 10 just because you know if Dak's playing underneath that tag this upcoming season, he's gone the following year because you're not going to be able to tag him that third time and pay him whatever, $54 million. So I don't think quarterback's nearly a concern anymore, so they can remove that. Um, there's a decent chance at 10 they get the, that they will take the first defensive player in this draft class just because of what is expected at wide receiver, offensive tackle, tight end, and, of course, quarterback. And so, really, you look at a lot of these mock drafts, not until Denver at 9, right before the Cowboys, is really taking a defensive player. And so, to answer your question, I think it's defensive backs. I think it's the Caleb Farley from Virginia Tech. I think it's Patrick Sertan from Alabama. I think those guys are the ones that would be at the top of their board right now. Um, not to say that they might not have one of those receivers or tight end Kyle Pitts up there. I don't think that they will take one of those guys, especially coming off the year they took C.D. Lamb. If one of them was to fall, I think that they take a defensive player at 10. And just the way this board, in terms of the talent in this draft class, at least the way it's, it's panned out so far, it doesn't appear to be an elite edge rusher there that they'd really be that interested in taking at 10. So it just makes sense. They need a corner. They could be picking the best corner in the draft. Uh, why not do that? So looking forward over the next four years, I mean, bluntly, is it Super Bowl or bust? I don't think it, I don't think it will be. I think uh, there's just so many things that have to go into play because if, if you tell me they don't fix the defense but Dak is playing well, 
then I don't think that that, you know, looks bad on him. But if they got to at least make some noise in the playoffs. I mean, that's why you went out and you get Mike McCarthy as the head coach, and that's why you didn't interview any of these younger, you know, up-and-coming coaches. You didn't interview any of these college coaches because you wanted an established guy that could not only get the team to the playoffs, but get the team to a deep playoff run. And so, uh, yeah, four years from now, I mean, if they haven't gone on any deep playoff runs, well, the, the, I mean, the, the biggest thing that will be different is that they'll probably have a new head coach. Uh, but the other thing is that uh, depending on how Dak plays, because this, this deal that he's signed, even though it's for four years, as long as he keeps going on the same path he is right now, they're going to go back to the negotiating table in three years. They're not going to wait until we're going to let you play four years out, and then we'll you know we'll revisit this. No, they'll they'll be back at the table after three. So, um, but I mean, yeah, you'd like to say Super Bowl or bust, but it's just like that almost seems unrealistic when they haven't been to Super Bowl in 25 years. So, uh, I would think that at the bare minimum, you got to get past the divisional round, which they haven't done in 25 years. But that's why Mike McCarthy was brought in. That's why you paid. Uh, Dak Prescott and several other members of this o- offense, the money that you pay them is they finally get past that second round. So uh, if they don't do that in the next four years, then, then yeah, I, I think it's, it's pretty disappointing. So, so with that being said, it, who has the most pressure next season? Is it going to be Dak? Is it going to be McCarthy? Or is it Dan Quinn who's coming in and has to deal with, he doesn't even know which players he's going to have or what his defense is going to look like. Um, I don't think I don't think Quinn. I wouldn't put Quinn in, in with those top two. I think it comes down to Mike McCarthy and Dak. And in a way, it's 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 almost regardless of who the, who's even in those two positions. I just think if you're the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, you're the starting franchise quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. The pressure is on you. But if I had to pick one, I would probably put it on Dak because of the fact that everybody knows that he got this forty million dollar a year four year deal. And they're going to be expecting him to play at you know an, an elite Pro Bowl level because of the contract that he signed. And so there's going to be pressure on him, no question about it. And then you're the quarterback, the most important position on the field. So I feel like he'll have the most he'll have the most pressure. Um, but Mike McCarthy is a very close second because obviously his first year with the team didn't get off to a great start. And so uh, if they don't have more success this year, then things won't be looking well for him. But no, it, it all comes down to those two guys. Um, but I will say just because you mentioned Dan Quinn. I, I do think just the style of defense that they're going to play under Dan Quinn, even if they don't significantly upgrade the defense in terms of personnel, I think they'll be better just because it's a better fit for the majority of these guys that have been drafted and added on this team that are on the current roster. They fit that type of a system more so than the one they ran last year. So there could be just I, – I expect to see an improvement from last year just because of the coaching changes. John Machota of The Athletic. Uh, John, hey, what can we uh, what can we find on the, on the site? <laughs> oh, well – you know, when that Dak deal got done, it was all automatic. Like, all right, I gotta, I gotta do a round table with a bunch of guys. We gotta do this piece. We gotta do this piece. We got, how is this gonna factor in? So, I got three or four things up right now in the athletics. So, yeah, definitely, definitely go check it out. It's, it's all Dak right now. And then, obviously, as we get into next week, it'll be all free agency. And then after that, uh, we'll be going, we'll be going strong into the draft. So, yeah, there's gonna be plenty. There's no off season with the Dallas Cowboys. Absolutely. Hey, John, thanks so much. We appreciate your time today. Anytime, guys. Thanks for having me on. Talk to you soon. That's John Machoto, the Athletic.